Hi, you're listening to InsureTech Perspectives with Bolt. I'm your host, Fiona Mattesini, and coming up, my guest is Jim Duane, Bolt's CEO. So this is our launch episode, and we figured we'd start by giving you a sort of Bolt 101. Basically, if you want the elevator pitch, this is the episode for you. So Jim unpacked a lot of things for me, including this intriguing concept of co-opetition. If you have a brand and you're in a competitive space, I think you'll find this interesting. There's a term that's emerged called co-opetition. And what Bolt does is we enable co-opetition. So yes, we actually have customers who in the public eye are fierce competitors, but from a purely commercial perspective, they're trusted partners. We also talked a lot about this idea of being able to offer more choice for customers and more value for business simply by making one small pivot. Have a listen to this clip. From a purely pragmatic financial perspective, it just makes more sense. You can for almost the same or the same or perhaps a slightly higher cost of customer acquisition CAC, you can dramatically improve the lifetime value of your customers. And I think my favorite part of the conversation was a surprising but really inspiring little side conversation about customer digital journeys. Do make sure you listen out for it. I think the companies of the future that are going to be the most successful are the ones that figure out where to meet that customer in the digital journey, grab them by the arm, carry them across the finish line and help make that sale in the more consultative way. Anyway, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks so much for listening. Let's get Jim's perspective. Well, Jim, welcome into the pod. Launch podcast guest, so a very, very special welcome. I think let's start with a little high-level explainer to orientate listeners who might be totally new to Bolt. And I don't know whether you've ever seen the movie The Pursuit of Happiness, but I'm going to borrow a little bit from Will Smith here. As a brand, what do you do and how do you do it? So first of all, Fiona, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the conversation. And that happens to be one of my favorite movies. So I do know the quote very, very well. So what is Bolt here in the United States? Essentially, the way I explain Bolt in a somewhat long elevator ride is as follows. It's an exchange. It's a large insurance exchange, the largest PNC insurance exchange. And an exchange is a place where buyers and sellers meet. Mm. The trick, though, or the how, to use the pursuit of happiness quote, the how to how the exchange works is as follows. There's really four ways that the insurance world can engage with the exchange. The first way is as a supplier. So here at Bolt, we have close to 100 unique carriers with several hundred carrier line of business combinations that are integrated via API and available to the other three categories. So the other three categories of people who engage in the exchange, the first one is SaaS customers. So we license the technology to large insurance enterprises and all of them use it for slightly different and customized reasons or their own reasons. But at the end of the day, most of it comes down to two things. The first one is they're looking to diversify their distribution. 
as we all know, insurance has been hurtling toward a more omnichannel structure for the past 10, 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. The second thing it does is it enables these folks to essentially own the customer. It allows them to diversify distribution and allows them to own the customer. The second way is what I call retail. And it's not a technical term that we use necessarily. You won't find it on our website, but essentially it's a way to express we avail the exchange to people for a small monthly subscription charge and they access it for multiple reasons, but the primary reason is for the, the smallest among them where they're unable to get their own carrier appointments, it enables them to leverage the exchange to use our carrier appointments. So literally, this is a little bit of an exaggeration, so please take it in the spirit of explanation. If you've got a PNC insurance license and E&O insurance, you can subscribe to the exchange and you literally can be in business as an agent this afternoon. And then the third way, or technically the fourth way, is what we call partnerships or amplify in the product nomenclature. And that's really one of the most exciting ones because it opens the exchange to a much broader group of companies and industries. Anyone who sits at the intersection of commerce and risk, so think of the real estate industry, the mortgage industry, the automobile industry, Uh there's a lot of digital web-based companies out there that are sitting at that intersection of commerce and risks. We allow them leveraging our exchange augmented with some of our human capital, which we'll get into later, we enable them to add insurance to their broader offering. Great explanation. Thank you so much. There is so much to unpack here. And it's so tempting for us to dive down different rabbit holes and explain each one. But I just want to stay (laughs) a little bit high level at the moment. But that was a great explanation. I should say, actually, that you've already appeared on several other podcasts. And in my research, I've heard you use the analogy of the dumbbell. So Bolt is what connects people who want to buy insurance with people who sell insurance. And these buyers and sellers can be interchangeable which I think you were getting into. But with all of that in mind, the idea that this is an insurance exchange makes total sense. And the other words or themes that come to my mind are connectivity, efficiency, choice, and those are all byproducts, right? And it's interesting you bring up the analogy of the dumbbell, which I do use very, very often. One of the things that distinguishes Bolt is the fact that we are a technology company, but we are rich with insurance knowledge and terminology. What happened was we found ourselves dealing with a lot of folks who knew insurance really well but were not that comfortable with technology. Mm -hmm. That analogy was really just designed to say the handle is the technology, the carriers that are supplying coverages to the exchange are one end of the dumbbell and the customers of the exchange are the other end of the dumbbell. So it is a nice little visual to help us non-technology people understand the technology a little bit better. Yeah, and a little explainer, you mentioned SaaS, which is software as a service, and you mentioned APIs, which I'll explain in a moment. Yeah, yeah, good catch. (laughs) In fact, before I do that, a bit of housekeeping. When you reference customers, you're talking primarily about your B2B customers, but you also reference the end user or consumer too. That is correct. Yes, that is correct. B2B2C is how we engage. Okay, thanks. So let's just explain the APIs for the 
uninitiated, an API is an application programming interface, and it's quite simply a piece of technology that allows two different IT systems to talk to each other. And these are what power the back end of the Bolt business. So if anyone's listening and thinking, how do they do this? It's these uh, open APIs. But just to, I think, set up the tent poles of our podcast, we're not going to go into the technical side of things today. That is another podcast slated for later on. So from the front end, the user side, the Bolt Exchange is a single point of entry interface and it's entirely agnostic. So it doesn't matter how old your IT is, you can still access the Bolt Exchange, right? That's exactly right. And the way that I think about it, and this is one of the things that I think everyone has seen in the insurance industry over the past, again, 10, 20 years, is the importance of the customer experience and the importance of doing things fast and the importance of doing things effortlessly and simply. And the API, quite frankly, from a business perspective, from an insurance perspective, that simply allows you to get the right rates in real time and quickly It enables you to get to a buying decision as quickly as possible. And that Mm. ultimately not only makes for a much more pleasant customer experience, but it also, from a pure financial pragmatic perspective, it results in higher conversion rates and better financial outcomes. Good point. Speed is actually a theme I didn't pick up on. So yeah, choice, efficiency, and the speed at which this can all happen. And I think ecosystem is a really useful word to have in your periphery vision when you're thinking about Bolt. It's an ecosystem of different possibilities according to who you are and what you need. So um, that makes sense too. Let's talk numbers. And there's a good reason I want to call this out because the website, boltinsurance.com, states that the Bolt Exchange offers around 5,000 product variations. Now, I'm a writer. I much prefer words to to numbers. And big numbers often don't resonate with me because they can be too abstract or intangible. But that number, 5,000, I think is a useful mechanism to understand how Bolt works and just how powerful this ecosystem is. And I actually started this podcast when I was giving the elevator speech. I said, 100 carriers, several hundred carrier line of business combinations. If you take that one step further and you include geography as well, and now Mm -hmm. I'm speaking directly to the underwriting and the insurance folks listening to this podcast, as everyone knows, underwriting appetites don't just change by line of business. They change by industry class, and most importantly, they change by geography. What Mm -hmm. our ecosystem includes companies who are offering 100 who are offering lines of insurance, several hundred, in multiple geographies, all 50 states as a matter of fact. When you tie all those numbers together, you get the 5,000 products. And that's really, really important when a carrier or a broker or a non-insurance person looking to include insurance in their offering is looking to provide a comprehensive offering to whatever customer might come through their door. That's the power of the Bolt Exchange. Yeah. And the other interesting thing is that whereas traditionally people's frame of reference in understanding a business would normally be via, let's say, their lines of business. And this would be traditionally maybe one line of business, maybe a handful. So Amazon is an online retailer. That's what they do. But with Bolt, you've moved the needle as a business model. So we're talking less about we do this. Do you want to buy it? And more about what do you need? Let's get you in and make it work. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's a customer-focused approach, right? So you have a customer that has a certain profile of risk and persona. And the beauty of an exchange so large and an ecosystem so diverse is that regardless of the persona, we have the ability to mix and match coverages, lines of insurance, and again, geographies into essentially a curated solution. And mm. maybe when we talk a little bit about some examples later on, I'll put a little further clarification around mm. what that means in terms of owning the customer yeah. and being a destination versus a product. Yeah. And you've set me up brilliantly for my next question, actually, because we can't talk at length about every single customer persona, because as discussed, there are just so many, so many variables. In the insurance industry alone, we've got everyone from agents, brokers, insurance carriers and underwriters. But you mentioned one thing that I found, again, super interesting, which is this notion of insurance carriers looking to pivot their business and become an insurance destination. Yeah. And this actually falls into a couple different categories. Not only is it the phenomenon of the destination versus the product, but it's also, in my humble opinion, it's where insurance is going in the future. One example, large insurance carrier wakes up one day and says, you know what? We're a fantastic automobile insurer, and we like being an automobile insurer, but what we really want to do, the vision of the future for this company is we want to be the ultimate insurance destination. Mm -hmm. So what our technology enables them to do is to offer their own products first alongside the products of other carriers. And the beauty of that is they can take the risks onto their balance sheet that they want, and they can partner it with the risks they place on other people's balance sheets. So from a risk management perspective, from an underwriting perspective, it's a very powerful tool. Most importantly, however, what they're doing is once again, they're creating a fantastic customer experience where the customer doesn't have to go to multiple places. They can go to one place and they can get auto insurance, they can get homeowner's insurance. And the example I'm giving you, we essentially power this carrier's homeowner's insurance platform. They can offer toys, as we call them, you know, motorcycles, boats, RVs, those types of mm. things. And they really become the destination. And that also applies, by the way, to some of our customers. We've got a real estate customer who they woke up one day and said, we love selling houses, but we want to be more than just a house seller. We want to be the ultimate home buying destination. So they went about building an ecosystem. And mm. we represent the risk part of that ecosystem where not only are they selling houses, but providing mortgages and they're providing now homeowners insurance and then mm. whatever other services are required for the home buying experience. So you as a home buyer have a very pleasant as unstressful home buying experience as is possible. Yeah, because as a customer, I don't want to be jumping around from website to website. If I trust brand A, I want to stay with and buy from brand A, obviously, because brand A have built up a very powerful and valuable brand equity. So here's another thought starter. How do the conversations you have with insurance carriers and insurance distributors vary from the conversations you might have with total newcomers to insurance in entirely different industries? In other words, what do you and the non insurance crowd talk about in your meetings? So it's great. It's almost like a mirror image of one another. And I spent 28 of the past 30 years working in the insurance industry, right? So I can speak the language of insurance. So when we meet with those folks, we're talking about the technology. But to your point, when we're talking with companies that are not insurance oriented, but they're somewhere at that intersection of commerce and risk, oftentimes they are highly sophisticated technology companies. So essentially the conversation flips, right? They know the technology really, really well. Mm -hmm. They understand search engine optimization. They understand 
web behaviors. What we then have to do, and this is quite frankly from the perspective of dealing with customers, it's one of Bolt's strengths. Since we're so rich with insurance talent, we essentially find ourselves being the trusted advisor about how they should be thinking about insurance, how insurance fits into their broader value proposition. Mm -hmm. So it really changes from a tech education trusted advisor to being an insurance education and trusted advisor. And they're a lot of fun to deal with because they move fast, they understand the technology, they understand how the market works, and it's really a lot of fun to deal with them. Yeah. And I heard you, not to keep quoting you back at you, but I heard you mention it on another podcast where just the insurance nerds in the room. I love that yeah, you yeah. That. I, I refer to myself <laughs> at it all the time. And, and, you know, Bolt obviously has many, many, many fantastically talented technology experts. But yes, I'm an insurance nerd. I'm, I'm a self-defined insurance nerd. Actually, one of the podcasts I did was with I think it was called Insurance Nerds. Yeah. And I'm very happy to play that role. And I think, again, this is the idea of bolting on contextual insurance. In other words, insurance in the context of your brand, your business. So it's not only creating more revenue opportunities, but it's also, it's almost these guys reimagining their businesses, which is exciting. It is. And one of the funnest parts of our job, and I'll, I want to include my entire Bolt team in this comment, one of the funnest parts of our job is almost always we're dealing with someone who either has made the decision to pivot strategically and they have found Bolt and we become kind of the logical way to enable them to do that. Or, quite frankly, many of the folks we talked to didn't realize it's kind of one of those you didn't know what you didn't know things. Mm -hmm. So many of the customers we've engaged over the past year have been customers that we approached and we help them think differently. And I mean, mm -hmm. how exciting is that? How exciting is it to sit down and watch a company make a strategic pivot based on your technology, your insurance knowledge, and your recommendation from a strategic perspective? And that's just really fun. Yeah. And also, speaking of the future of insurance, and I find this inspiring as a business model. And I'm going to mention the example that you mentioned of the carrier who pivoted. They were selling auto insurance and they are now selling homes insurance. I hope I've got that the right way around. These, This is a major you do carrier. Indeed. Good. What's inspiring is the fact that back in the day, they wouldn't have dreamed of working with the other carrier selling their lines of business. But actually, you've got insurance carriers who are effectively, in a funny kind of way, working with their competitors. Does that make sense? Albeit in a strange sort of way, it's pivoting from competitor to partner via Bolt. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is not a term that we made up, but there's a term that's emerged called co-opetition. And <sighs> yeah. what Bolt does is we enable co-opetition. So yes, we actually have customers who in the public eye are fierce competitors but from a purely commercial perspective, they're trusted partners mm. because carrier A has a risk appetite, carrier B has a different risk appetite, and quite frankly, they can provide for a much better customer experience by partnering together and creating that harmonious experience. So mm -hmm. this really resonates with the CFOs in the room and the finance mm -hmm. people in the room. Aside from the customer experience and the buying experience and the coverage and all the underwriting, from a purely pragmatic financial perspective, it just makes more sense. You can for almost the same or the same or perhaps a slightly higher cost of customer acquisition CAC, you can dramatically improve the lifetime value of your customers because you're providing more of what they need at a single place and all of the additional benefits that come through that. Less mm. turnover, 
longer tenure. So almost the same CAC, materially bigger LTV. That's a real practical financial benefit. That's something like the Bolt Exchange can give. Yeah, this is a cliche, but it genuinely seems like a win-win for everybody. Can we also talk about how the Bolt Exchange helps carriers cross-sell and upsell different lines of insurance? And what are the KPIs around that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is really fascinating. This is something that we didn't even know would happen when we set out to do what we do. So Mm -hmm. when you have the ability to offer insurance, not just on your own balance sheet, but on the balance sheets of others, thereby increasing your own personal conversion with those said customers. I'll give one little tidbit. Mm -hmm. One of the carriers we work with, not only did they increase their conversion, but because of the way they leveraged our technology, they also improved the sale of their own products by 50%. So not only are they selling more products overall, and collecting premiums as well as commission, but they also wound up selling more of their own product. And it was because they became more deeply engaged with the customer, they had the opportunity to cross-sell other lines, and they had the opportunity to to sell their own products to customers who might have abandoned them because Mm -hmm. perhaps they didn't realize there was a discount available to them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. Let's move the conversation and perhaps surprisingly on this podcast to the human side of things. I wanted to ask you this because you're clearly a digital first, extremely tech savvy company. You are an insure tech. But on the flip side of that, insurance for me is ultimately a people business, right? And you mentioned something very interesting when we were setting up this podcast, and that's the myth of the digital journey. The myth of the digital journey, this is something, I haven't trademarked it, but (laughs) it's something that I noticed when we started to meet with a bunch of these customers. And this is going to sound crazy coming from a technology company, but it really gets to the heart of not only where we are as an industry, but quite frankly, the strength of the Bolt Exchange. If I could take a half a step back before I really dive into that one, one of the things that really differentiates us as a company is the fact that not only are we the largest PNC insurance exchange, but we also augment that technology with seasoned, talented human insurance professionals. Mm. We do that not as a business in and of itself, but we do that as a way of helping our customers use our technology. But anyway, what the myth of the digital journey is to me, there's this industry belief that we need to keep driving everyone toward a completely digital journey. And I think that's an admirable aspiration. And quite frankly, there are some lines of insurance that have become ubiquitously digital. Renters is a great example. You can pretty much buy renters insurance in under 90 seconds, very low touch, no touch. But the reality of it- Straight through. Yeah, straight through. But the reality of it is the vast majority of insurance lines, personal and small commercial, require some type of human engagement. Everyone gets to different places within the digital journey. I think the companies of the future that are going to be the most successful are the ones that figure out where to meet that customer in the digital journey, grab them by the arm, carry them across the finish line, and help make that Mm. sale in the more consultative way. Those are the companies that we see that are emerging as the winners of this battle. It's a combination of shortening the digital journey, which is a totally separate topic, but it's also understanding where in the journey to pull them out and to carry them across the finish line. That may sound crazy Mm -hmm. to come from a technology company. We know it's our responsibility to be ahead of the industry and to be innovating and to be challenging the norms, and we do that. But from a purely pragmatic perspective, what I think is really important to understand is 
we want to be five or 10 feet ahead of where the industry is. We don't want to be 25 feet ahead of where the industry is. Mm. If you're five to 10 feet ahead, you're innovating, you're pushing the envelope. If you're 25 feet ahead, quite frankly, you're probably just unnecessarily burning capital. And the practical implication of this, Fiona, is financial. Mm. Conversion simply goes up by as much as 20 points when you get a human involved to carry them across the finish line. I love that you've said all of that because do you know what? I completely agree for the record. And I, I just, I sometimes wonder who is setting the digital agenda and why. And I think you're so right when you say all customers of all ages, and I don't think this is necessarily older customers, quote unquote. No. I think it's millennials, Gen X, Gen Z as well. We all want handholding at certain points in a customer journey, whichever customer journey that is, particularly if it's a complex or high value purchase. I want somebody to say to me, look, I'm going to check this over for you and just let's go through this last bit together as a customer. Thank you so much. Let me wrap up because I have mentioned that you're a podcaster and I've loved listening to your podcast previously. So thank you for those. I know you're a podcast fan. Can you recommend a podcast? So I'm going to kind of wrap myself out here as that aforementioned insurance nerd. Most of the podcasts I listen to are not, in fact, insurance. I use podcasts to disconnect and to kind of wind down. So one of my favorite podcasts is one that almost no one listening to this podcast outside of the metro Atlanta area will have probably heard of. And it's called the Von Hessler Doctrine. And the reason I love it is because it is an apolitical, so it's not a political show, but what they do is they riff on the news of the day in a very, very humorous way. Eric Von Hessler is the name of the guy who does the podcast, and he's got his team of doctrinaires. And they just have a lighthearted approach to the news of the day. So that's how I unwind. And then I listen to historical podcasts and things like that. But that's one I would recommend to people because it's a very lighthearted, fun use of your time. I listen to it when I'm running usually, so there you go. Yeah, a satirical <laughs> sort of look at look at the news. That sounds good to me. I'm going to note exactly. that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jim. What a pleasure. I feel like we could have spoken for hours genuinely about all kinds of things. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, Fiona. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. And that ends our podcast. If you want to learn more, head to boltinsurance.com and do make sure you follow Bolt on LinkedIn because we'll be putting a load of bonus content on there as well. You've been listening to InsurTech Perspectives with Bolt. My name's Fiona Mattesini. Thanks for listening.